listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I am Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan, alongside the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Steve Fezzik is with us as well here on Fox Sports Radio. We have got the next hour covered for you here on FSR. Everything you need to know is we get you set for game two between the Heat and the Bucks, as well as Steve Fezzik continuing his countdown as he best bets his way all the way to the NFL season so we'll have plenty of that and more for the next 60 minutes here on Fox Sports Radio there he is the voice of Vegas himself RJ Bell as we get set here for a full hour here on Straight Out of Vegas absolutely and today's your day of comeuppance because your little crack about OKC I just think the gambling gods I'm not a particularly religious man I was brought up Catholic I think the gambling gods mean OKC. And for those who aren't close listeners of the show, what you missed was after game two of this series, Jonas making a very sardonic comment about OKC and Houston. Because I had OKC. Jonas had Houston. And man, was he being smug. Now, listen, there's probably only six people on the planet that picked up on it because he was very subtle. But Jonas, why don't you admit to the country you were taking a veiled shot at me after the second game. It was some comment like, well, you know, there was a lot of people that liked OKC, but um, <clears throat> Houston's up 2-0 in the series. It was something like that. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't <laughs> meant in any sort of a insulting way, but since somebody <laughs> has to play the villain, if we're going to treat this as a professional wrestling organization, I will gladly be the villain and say I was smug and I'm damn proud of it. But remember now, Jonas, the villain is covered by one of the all-time great villains, Steve Fezzik, on Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, true. Friday. That is true, yeah. I will say this. If OKC wins, 8-0 in the first round. I don't want to make a big deal about it, but perfection. So I got a feeling. Fez, we'll talk about this game. Now, you actually have a best bet on this game. I do. So before the end of the hour, we'll talk about that. I think, though, Jonas, to lead the show, it's got to be that game seven. Yeah, we said it. And, and, and it bears repeating. Um, and I think that was actually when we were having the technical problems, so maybe it does need to be repeated. Clippers right now over the Nuggets, 93% to 7. So as amazing as that Denver win was and the series was, doesn't look like a great chance, but we should enjoy what happened in that game seven. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of points that were scored between the two, and that was good news for you guys here on Straight Out of Vegas. 80-78, to 78, the final. The Denver Nuggets move on to the next round of the Western Conference playoffs after they take care of the Utah Jazz in seven games last night in the bubble. Okay, now this is, for again, for the regular listeners of the show, this is a great moment because... Fezzik and 
head of research, pregame.com, Mackenzie Rivers, were both like fighting the gods the entire series on the over-under. <laughs> and literally, game after game, when the scoring was through the, uh, I mean, through the mountaintops and into the sky, they kept saying, you know, you, it was hard. It wasn't an, a cogent argument they would make, but you'd hear like things like sample size. And then you'd hear things like pace. Pace <laughs> is slow. And all you see is loss after loss on their under bets. And what I want to understand, Fez, when it came in so many points under. So the final score was? 80 to 78. 158. All right. So 150. That wasn't the first quarter or the, fir- <laughs> or the first half. Is How much thinking did you do about... You know something? This validates me that if you, you know, and then the real question I've got is, did you add up the series over under net margins to get a feel of like, you know, actually it went under for the series. First of all, did you do that calculation? I did not do it. But I got to tell you, RJ, my first reaction was anger. (laughs) <laughs> that they miss all these shots in Game 7. Couldn't they have, like, spaced it out and missed some of those shots in Games 5 and Game 6? Games I also played under in and lost the total by about <laughs> 10 points. So really what you're saying is you felt exactly what I was talking about, but didn't you wanted to find a way to go back in history and somehow get paid. Yes. <laughs> I mean, somehow, even though I was just saying that it, you didn't care about it validating you, you're like, is there any way to pay me on those losing bets? Because somehow game seven proves I was right before, which is convoluted. So you got this is the trap you just fall into. You thought you were validated, but no, you just got paid on one bet, right? All I know is I was one and two on my unders the last three games. So that's how that's a tough way to make try to make a profit from, yes. And did it at any point dawn on you that somehow, some way I reversed course 180 degrees and also had the under. Oh, I listened to the show yesterday, and you heard my play on the under, and you immediately— Whoa, stop, 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 stop. The day before, so yesterday was Tuesday. On Monday, I said, I, you were sitting right here. I mean, you're, you had a vacant look in your eyes, but you were still right here. And you said, you know, you were like, what are you thinking about for Sunday? You're like, I don't know, I don't know. I said, well, I'll tell you this, I'm on the under. And you go, well, maybe I'll make a bet. And then literally, at the end of Monday's show, I said, if Fez doesn't have the under, I'll have it. Which was like, listen, the guy's not winning near as much as me. Let's let him have first crack at this. I mean, you probably never had this experience. But if there was one guy, let's say in high school, that the ladies like, and there's his buddy they don't, if that's you in this case, is if the buddy (laughs) likes a girl across the room they see, what do I do in that case? Or in this case, the star or whatever. You're the wingman. Help no, me out. No, no. It's so much, hey, you go for it. Take a crack at it. And then I'll glance over every 30 seconds, and when you fail, I would then step up. So to me, it was me saying, Fez, if you want to have a shot at this, under, I'm telling you the right side. So if you want to, like, uh, what's it called on Twitter when you validate it? Or it's like a plus one. If you want to plus one this, go ahead. Do you think I heard your analysis? And it's like, you know, he makes a good point. I'll go under. Is that what you thought happened? No. You you like the under in this game. Absolutely. And, and you followed me. I think I was be- – yes, but I would have played it anyways. <laughs> so last question on this. <laughs> Mackenzie, 
graduate of Yale. You're more, you know, Fezzik's Northwestern. You don't have an abacus, Fezzik does. So, I mean, it's, it's a battle. Did you do the math on what the net margin was over under in the Denver-Utah series? I did. We didn't quite get there. It was still plus five per game to the over. But when, when did that you do the math? Oh, I, I did it this morning, and then I did it again uh, just now. We got so to what you're saying it. is literally without me saying so, your instincts went to, let me add it up for the series and see if I can any way make the case I was right all along. That's exactly what I was trying to do. And the fact that you were wrong by 35 points collectively, <laughs> did that slow you down at all? But the pace, RJ. <laughs> I'm RJ Vo straight out of Vegas. Jonas, did you learn anything from all this? Uh, what I learned is that Fez isn't happy with just winning the bet last night. He wants to retroactively go back in time and also win his bets that he lost earlier. It's that just not remi- good enough. That reminds me of the great line for The Sopranos. Artie Bucco, who was Tony's childhood friend, is talking to a priest about something Tony did. And the priest says, does he make you, you know, question that if he... You know, does he? Does this make you hate him? Hate that man? He goes. He makes me hate every man. That that Tony made Artie so mad that he didn't just hate Tony. He hated humanity. Fez doesn't want to just win his bet. He wants to win every bet he ever made. Because any loser invalidates you at the at the level of your soul. And it costs me money. <laughs> More importantly. So think about it, guys. There's probably a lot of you that's thought, wouldn't it be great to be Fezzik? Yeah, I'd I'd have to put up with RJ and that relentless logic and battering. But I could live in a mansion. I could have a yacht. I could be famous. But imagine every game you lost, it felt like your mom and dad was saying, I don't love you. It, it wears on a man, doesn't it, Steve? It does, especially when you're playing unders and both teams are hitting almost 50% of their three-point shots on your some of your biggest bets of the year. Jonas, I wonder if someone did a study of the words he spoke that somehow that the percentages that somehow Denver should have went over has been 40% of his words in the last like week, I think. <laughs> what was your takeaway from the? I mean, do you think that Denver has any chance next uh, round? No, I don't think they have any chance. I think the Clippers are too good. The fact that Jamal Murray after the game didn't even realize that they're playing on Thursday. He didn't find out until he was talking with Scott Van Pelt on ESPN. Uh, and then he looked like he was disappointed that they were playing because he thought they had two days off. Um, the fa- That, to me, is maybe a little bit troublesome to where this game won, they might be in some trouble. I think they might get a game or two but I still like L.A. What I've seen, and maybe this is the Portland example, just so fresh in my mind, but when there's a team that mm, it seems like they should be fatigued in between series, they tend to muster that first game a lot of energy, and they have a surprisingly good performance, and it's game two where they tend to fall flat. And it's really an extension of the same concept that happens with injuries. Let's say there's a big quarterback that goes down. That first game, you usually want to bet on that team, the quarterback losing team. Why? Because the other team takes a breath. Ah, oh, we're fine. Quarterback's out. Mm. And, and the team with the quarterback out tends to say, hey, guys, let's rally together and do it. And they play well. And then what happens? The opposing team says, hey, we got to take them seriously. The other team takes a breath, and boom, it reverses. If I had to bet... Either of these, force bet on Denver game one, Clippers bet them game two, from today, I mean, 
or vice versa, Clippers game one, Denver game two, I would much rather go with Denver doing well unexpectedly in this first game. What do you think? Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. Let me ask you about Jamal Murray. At the end of the first half, he had a collision with Joe Ingles. He was not himself in the second half. He clearly looked banged up. And in fact, Denver had a 15-point lead that they gave away completely in the second half with Murray not looking well, 100%. First off, let's say this. this has been a roller coaster series. So I think the question becomes – and I'll be candid, when you say something like he didn't look like himself, you were saying Kawhi Leonard was a shell of himself last year in the second round when he led the team to a championship. You recall that, correct? Yes. Wincing seemingly every time he came down from a jump. No, no, no. See, that's not it. He winced once, mm. and you talked about it seemingly every day. But that it's very different than he seemingly was wincing every time. We, that's what we do as humans. We put narratives on things. How were Murray's stats in the second half? Do he you was, have it right in front of you? I do not have a second right, half so, stats. So, he struggled mightily in well, the second half. Like I said, I know your adjectives are something that you exalt. Like, I just said this adjective. I'd like to hear the number. So let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about how Murray actually did. Anything else about that Clipper series? And then we keep on going. Tonight, we got a big one, Houston OKC Game 5. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. The football season is less than 10 days away with the reigning champs set to take the field to kick off the season. There is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate week one of the football season, DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action with two shots at a $1 million top prize. So get in on all the action now. Making it rain with DraftKings is easy. Draft your team, stay under the salary cap and pile up points for yards touchdowns and so much more on top of that amazing offer DraftKings is giving away a share of up to 100 million dollars in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool all you have to do is sign up for DraftKings enter their survivor pool and you'll instantly get a share of up to 100 million dollars in giveaways with all this cash up for grabs there is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code RJ to get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize. And for a limited time, get your share of $100 million in prizes once you enter DraftKings' free survivor pool. That's promo code RJ to get in on all the action for a limited time only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Other terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a look at the 6.30 Eastern time tip-off from the bubble in Orlando. Oh, I mean, this is real-time stuff, Jonas. I mean, great day to join. we got a best bet coming up from Steve Fezzik. The bets are flowing from Fez. By coincidence, after he ends his 12 straight winners, it took six months, but still, right in front of the world here on Straight Out of Vegas. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year. Thank you so much for that. We promise this will be the best football season yet. You can listen 
Just go to foxsportsradio.com if you're not sure of the station. There's a stream up there, and then you can find a potential station in your area. Here in Las Vegas, on the Strip, 102 degrees. The neon is chugging. So, RJ, game two between the Bucks and the Heat tip off in about 10 minutes from now on ESPN. Miami has a one nothing series lead, but it's Milwaukee who's a five-and-a-half-point favorite on pregame.com. We talk about the zigzag in the NBA playoffs. The short version of the zigzag is the results tend to go one way, then they go the other. That's how you get a seven-game series, right? And why would they go one way or the other? Because the winning team gets a little complacent, isn't inclined to think about improvements. Hey, I don't need to get any better. And then the losing team says, "Uh uh-oh, we got to change something, and uh uh-oh, we better try hard. What is the effect of that? A point or two, but it means a lot. So what is the effect that, let's say, what's the evidence of this? Well, think of it like this. Game one, Milwaukee, Miami. Fez, what was the closing line? Milwaukee minus five. You had a winner, if I recall, Miami, right here. Yes, the theory is, huh, Miami's proven they're better than we think. Five is too much. This line should be maybe four and a half. Four. But really, the line is five and a half. So wait, Milwaukee's minus five? They lose, and it goes to five and a half. That is the zigzag. Because whatever adjustment you might make on, oh, Miami's better than we thought, or Milwaukee's less than we thought— it's small compared to the extra motivation that a Milwaukee has not to go down 0-2. What did you expect this line to be, Fez? Is the 5.5 in line with what you expected? It is. The zigzag being so critical here with Milwaukee, the perceived better team, and I think they are the better team. But you're not sure if Milwaukee's the better team? I think if so, <laughs> the, this line should be pick them right now. Right. Milwaukee's the better team. Okay. But they certainly underperformed in game one where they lost by 11 that's points. What a losing, that's what happens when you lose as a favorite. And, you, you know, frankly, some good things happened for Milwaukee. Middleton, who struggled mightily, finally shot 50%, scored 28 points. He has been a complete no-show throughout the playoffs. They got a good game out of Lopez. So Giannis is supporting. So what, how did my, what was the source of Milwaukee's loss in game oh, one? Jimmy Butler just played like an absolute superstar, and Giannis really struggled. Giannis only took 12 shots, and Giannis was 4 for 12 from the free throw line, so Giannis completely underperformed. So here's the question, and let's go to Jonas Knox in Los Angeles. We're straight out of Vegas. I'm always anxious to bet the team that looked bad if what happened that caused them to look bad isn't something repeatable. So let's say you have a starting quarterback. He gets hurt. Backup comes in, backup plays horribly. If you don't know much about that backup, you could think this is just the truth that we're finally seeing. But what we know is Giannis isn't a Giannis is not going to be a team's problem. It might be the other team's problem. But it's not going to be Milwaukee's problem. So if Giannis has a bad game, I'm a little worried because of his shot volume being down. Does that mean Miami came up with something schematically that could cause him a real problem? Jonas, as you watched the game, what was the cause of Giannis not scoring a ton? Because that can happen. 
but not shooting a ton. Yeah, it was the least impactful game that I can recall seeing him play in a long time to where he just didn't really have much of an impact. And we talked about the free throw shooting as well, too. So, look, he missed eight free throws. That would have come up big and, and, and been huge down the stretch of that game had he made his free throws. I just... This feels like with all the talking and the Giannis doesn't want to guard Jimmy Butler and Giannis switched off, he's the defensive player of the year and he's the MVP, he's got to put up a better performance if they're going to win games. I would just, I lean more towards where you're at. I think it's a bounce back spot for Giannis and I find it impossible for him to only have 12 shot attempts this game. So, Fez, you actually have a prop bet on this game. Yeah, so I like Giannis to go under the 31.5. Okay, so this is over-under points. Yes, total points. And it's all about Miami's defense on Giannis. They have absolutely built the Giannis wall, kept him out of the paint, and Giannis has gone under that number four straight games against Miami. Okay, that's fascinating. So you're saying if you go back the last four games, four individual games, Miami against Milwaukee, and said how many points did Giannis score he hasn't scored over 31 and a half in any of those four. Yes. So why why would he go over here? Well, maybe why would be he wants to make a statement. But I don't agree with that, meaning I think Giannis isn't the type to make those statements, which might be part of the problem. Right? Jordan if he I mean the, there's famous stories when he was with Washington. That literally, and I just watched this, I can't remember, it was way after the last dance, he scored eight points one game. And Doug Collins was the coach, and it was the first time Jordan had scored in single digits, like, since his rookie years. I mean, it was some crazy number. And the whole, you know, the whole country was talking about it. Doug Collins didn't know. Apparently Jordan knew, but he didn't say anything. Jordan put up, I think it was 50 and 45 the next two games. Now, he shot a lot, but the fact is Jordan felt a need to make that statement, even after six titles, even after being crowned the greatest of all time. He was the GOAT before he went back to Washington and played. Giannis not being like that makes me like your bet, Fez, under Giannis 31.5 for games or points in this game, but it also makes me not as inclined to like Milwaukee to win the title because... He doesn't think in these terms, and it feels like the guys that put you on your sh- – does Kobe think in those terms? He did. Does – think about the winners. LeBron doesn't really. You know what? LeBron's been a massive disappointment in titles. If you look at his career stats, him and Kareem, I think one day will be one and two in, when it comes to accumulated stats. That's amazing. But in this country, in this society, it's about titles, right or wrong. And LeBron thinks in a broader strokes, it seems like. Michael's thinking, I want to pick up that championship at the end. Whatever it takes, I'm not worried about the other stuff. Do you guys agree with me? And Jonas, I'll start with you. Do you feel like if Jordan's on one side and LeBron's on the other... Giannis is on LeBron's side of the street. What do you think? Yeah, I think more so right now for sure. That's That's been the big knock on him. And and some people, and it, even on the defensive end, that's why Jimmy Butler was asked, are you surprised that Giannis didn't want to switch on you more? And, and he feels like he's getting called out. At this point in his career, up to this point in his career, he's more on the LeBron side for sure. And my question is, has the, have you ever seen a player that changed – 
in this fundamental way. They always say that if you raise a kid, that you see him do something or her do something at age six, and then when they're 36, you'll hear a parent go, you know, I knew you were like this ever since you dropped your cookie in that swimming pool and still ate it. Oh, that was just with me and my, but you know, but (laughs) the fact is, if you've watched your ki- a kid grow up or even a cousin or, or even think about yourself, the things you feel in those quiet moments are often very similar. It's that same voice in your head, your own voice that you heard when you were 10 years old. I just don't know, Jonas, if anyone changes that fundamentally. Do you, do you think they do? I don't know that he'll ever – I mean, he's never going to get to the Jordan – uh, side of all the way over as far as competitiveness and wanting the ball and just that dog attitude. I don't think he'll ever get to that point. I think he can improve on it, but I don't think we're ever going to see just a complete 180. Jordan in December of 2001, it was the 27th, so two days after Christmas, he scored six points with his with Washington. Next game, 51. Game after that, 45. This over-under with Giannis under... 31 and a half is your bet would be terrible if it was Jordan. Even adjust the numbers up, you know, because Jordan's numbers might have been 33 and a half here, right? You didn't want to bet under there. No, not at all. And maybe that is why Milwaukee, if you look at their season stats, they should be a big favorite. To win the title, they're not. I think Giannis is potentially the reason. And you know what? He's the reason their season stats are so good, too. That's the paradox. Last thing on this series for now, Jimmy Butler. He seems to be a guy that is a secret undercover. If you don't follow the NBA closely, you don't know it. But an alpha beyond, let's say, what a casual fan might think, Jonas. And a lot of the Philadelphia behind-the-scenes stuff seems to be about him being such an alpha and it being a conflict with Embiid and Simmons and just that organization. Do you agree with me, Butler – very well in the next couple years could emerge and even sooner as that alpha for the wider public. Yeah, he in Chicago, he had that reputation. Uh, in uh, Minnesota, he had that reputation. There was a lot of talks that you know he was too hard for guys like Carl Anthony Towns, who just didn't didn't respond well. Andrew Wiggins, who just didn't respond well to that sort of just blunt brutal honesty he's a throwback player uh he came up the hard way and when he got to miami the thought was well you know what's this move all about but they've really embraced his his attitude and their their hard work and and work ethic as a team that pat riley's instilled in them which is the complete opposite of what you think about when you think of miami beach they're the complete opposite of that they are a grinded out team they focus on defense and jimmy butler's been a perfect fit and Jimmy Butler told his teammates before game one, guys, just to let you know, I'm going to shoot this game. Going Jordan-esque. He was only supposed to score about 20 points, and he doubled that in the game. See, if we only had that network of moles in every locker room, <laughs> I mean, it would be, you know, making sure we didn't break any laws or anything. <clears throat> but still, that would have been sweet. Yeah, I, I'm anxious to see this series. Right now, by the way, what is the series price? So Miami's up 1-0. And, and if you haven't seen it, think a second. Do you think Miami should be favored in the series? Should Milwaukee still be? What's the price? Milwaukee's a favorite, minus 185. 63% chance Milwaukee wins the series. Oh, that feels right. You know, you know a number's right when you could say, well, but then you stop and then you could go, mm, and then you stop and then you sit down. 
Right? And when you stand up and it's like, hey, me, me, that's when you like it, right? And in this one, I think the number's about right. Do you agree that's about right? I do agree. Because remember, Milwaukee's got one of the best regular seasons in the history of the NBA. And if you take away the bubble games, their point differential was either fourth or fifth all time. And what's point differential? It's effectively how many points you win by and lose by. It's a great measure. And the four teams, if I recall, that were ahead of them, and I know this for a fact, all, all won the title. So Milwaukee, if it wasn't for the bubble, and they were fifth all-time coming in, the four ahead of them all won the title. Milwaukee would be the best regular season team ever not to win a title. If you throw out those bubble games, which I mentally do in my own head, because you know what was fascinating about those bubble games? Somehow they became the seeding games. S-E-E-D-I-N-G. Now Jonas is on that secret it's like the Illuminati mailing list in which the, all the national sports broadcasters get their talking points. I know you're not allowed <laughs> to talk about it, Jonas. So if you deny it, we just, it just affirms the point. I mean, if he denies it right now, it's going to be, see, he must be getting that list. Why would he deny it? I think they said, call these the seeding games. Is that true, Jonas? I didn't get that email because mm-hmm. I work weekend overnights and I don't know if it travels <laughs> that far. So. <laughs> But was it, agree or not, Jonas, all joking aside, people started calling them the seeding game seemingly all at once. Yeah. It was one nasty. day they weren't, yeah. and then one day they were. Yeah. How did that happen? Like, how did it go from, we're calling them one thing, to calling it seeding games? I don't know. But, uh, but he I, doesn't I did know. notice that. Yes. I did notice that. Somehow me being a Vegas outsider benefits us right now. I'll just say that. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. We talked about this yesterday, and I think we were ahead of the curve a little bit, Jonas, on Donald Trump, the president, talking with the Big Ten commissioner. He didn't talk to the Pac-12 commissioner. He said it was not relevant. Oh, he didn't say that. He said it implicitly (laughs) with his actions. I had a feeling this could come to something. Why? Because when it comes to PR, public relations, it's perception. It's the public's perception. And the perception was, hey, the Big Ten made a decision. They even contemplate changing it. It weakens the decision. Think about it, Fez. When you Mm. I don't know how many different women you proposed to before your wife, but let's say there was a given one. We'll call her Mitzi. You're proposing to Mitzi. Mitzi, do you want to marry me? No, thank you, Steve. Now, if just one night that she's like has two bottles of Boone's Farm and just for a minute she's like, you know something? Maybe, maybe. We'd have to change a lot of things about you, but maybe. That would have fueled you for years, probably. Mitzi would have not heard the end of it. So you're saying there's a chance. See, I wouldn't think like that, but you're thinking like that. If the Big Ten opens the door a little bit, it's dangerous because it starts all the hopes again. To me, when it's the president saying it, regardless that we're divided, we're divided. Like Obama had his haters. Trump has his haters. It's, it's till the end of time. But now, all of a sudden, the Big Ten has to look foolish at this point. They feel foolish because if they were making that decision today, there's no way they would cancel the season. It doesn't seem like. 
Trump coming in opens the door to saying, hey, we had our decision made, but the president intervened. What do you think, Jonas? Do you, at this point, gut feeling, what's the chance of the Big Ten specifically playing? Gut feeling, I still think they're not going to play. But is it like, would you take plus 200 on yes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I think I th- I'm more optimistic, but I, th- I still think it's 60-40 they're not going to play. Well, listen, it wasn't 60-40 two <laughs> days ago. No. That is called a trend line. When we come back, speaking of trends, Fezzik and his best bets, he doesn't win them all, but he wins a lot of them. We got one in tonight's NBA action. That's coming up next, but first, Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, he's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, RJ, we continue our countdown of the NFL teams, 32 all the way to 1. We are now just a little over a week away from the kickoff of the 2020 season. Yes, and... You know, let's start there. And then we got a best bet from Feds that got canceled. But you know what? We've got a best bet in this NFL. So one segment to go, one best bet to go. Can't complain about that, Feds. Where are we at? Countdown. We got the Eagles number. Number seven. I like Wow, seven. Now, the over-under on the win total is? Nine and a half. All right. So it's either over, under, nine and a half. What do you think? I like the under nine and a half, Ooh. RJ, and it's all about cluster injuries to the Eagles here during August. You look at the line. Brandon Brooks, really, really good lineman. He's out for the year, and now the left tackle, Dillard, is out as well for the Eagles. Remember, this Eagle team last year, they won nine games, and they had major injury problems. So I'm all getting excited. Hey, the Eagles going to be better this year. I'm looking to bet them over. This is back in July. But now you've got two starters missing on the O-line, and wide receivers. Remember, the Eagles got decimated wide receiver last year, and it's happening again. Their number two wide receiver, Jeffrey, he's likely to miss September with an injury. And their number one draft pick, Rieger, they picked up from TCU. He's a wide receiver. He's also going to be out in September. So all of a sudden, that wide receiver, which looked to be a position of strength this year, now is injured as well. So O-line, beat up, decimated might be fair. The second injury, is that season ending on the O-line? It is. So two season enders. Wide receivers, it looks like that the absences are pointed towards the front of the season, September. And you know what? I like the Eagles under for September. Now, we can't bet that specifically, but here's why. Not only the absences at receiver you talked about, but the O-line will be the undiscussed, not properly discussed, biggest problem in COVID if there's a lack of cohesion. Mm -hmm. To whatever degree the defense needs to get to know each other or the wide receivers – The O-line, because unless you're an O-line person, which I'm not, it's hard to see the nuance. But if you listen to those people that know the nuance in the O-line, it takes a long time to get. Now you had an O-line, and now you remove two-fifths of it. And not only are weaker players going to go in there, but players that don't know each other. 
So you like under as a best bet for Philly, but would you agree with me if you could somehow just focus on the month of September – you're pessimistic about Philly even more so. Absolutely, and even more so because Carson Wentz hasn't practiced all week. He has a soft muscle issue that hasn't been disclosed. Wait a second. You know something that no one else knows? <laughs> no, it's, it's being reported. He hasn't been so practicing. So when you said it hasn't been disclosed, what are you oh, talking about? Oh, it hasn't been discussed much. It's not out there. And I don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz. You know something, Jonas? That was a, an interesting little thing. Fezzik knows so much that he doesn't that he can't say on the radio. Just in the back of the head, it's going, it has not been disclosed. Has not, has not been disclosed. So we'll just say this. However you came up with it, under Philly, and you agree with me that September is even a bigger problem for Philly. Joseph, I want to talk about tonight's game real quick. This is literally one of the greatest instructional handicaps you could ever have on NBA totals because it tells you so much about it. Total on game six was 226, over under point. Now, they went under by a significant amount. Maybe you adjust a point to say, ah, we were too high, so 225. Now, game sevens compared to game sixes drop about two points historically. Now, five points over all the games earlier in the series, but I'm saying just six to seven is two. So now we take off two more, it's 223. Now, it's my theory, and a few people I respect agree, that the emphasis on outside shooting hurts even more in a game seven the teams that shoot a bunch from the outside because it's pressure. It's a fine motor function. And if the pressure's on, it's tougher. So let's even adjust three points for that, because I think it's pretty major. That brings the total to 220. Guess what? The total opened at 223. Hmm, give me the under. Well, the pros bet under, under, under. And you know what the total is right now? 217. So literally, <laughs> if you had got the opener, under 223 would have been a good bet. Today... Maybe in this moment, maybe over 217, though I don't really love that. 220 is probably where it should have been, which is right in the middle, which means watch the game and enjoy it. Straight out of Vegas has been brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, if you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.